wait, I have a little octopus plushie. Oh, that's perfect. Chris, you gotta have that. Wait, I have one of those. Hang on, I got a plushie. Wait. Wait, oh my god, I have a squid thing. Do I have? I don't think I have a squid thing. What does Garrett What's Garrett have? got? No, I'm just gonna casually be just hitting myself in the face with tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> Episode of Hidden Doors and High Scores, a podcast where four dudes talk about games. I'm Austin. I'm Garrett. I'm John. And I'm Chris. And today we're talking about Splatoon 3, which is uh, the third game in the Splatoon series. It's third person shooter. It's a, it's a very, very weird name for, for the third game in the Splatoon series. They, uh, yeah. They really took a big yeah. swing with that. Yeah, <laughs> sure did. Uh, like they took a big swing with a lot of other things in this game. Anyway, yeah, um, Splatoon has been like kind of the uh, flagship of the Nintendo Switch, right? Like they went at launch, Splatoon 2 was like the big game and they did like a special edition Switch with different color Joy-Cons for Splatoon 2. And obviously this is the highly anticipated sequel to that. Splatoon's basically a third person shooter that's like got a bunch of different game modes, I guess, like yeah, it plays different than a first-person shooter, like than a traditional first-person shooter. For sure, you're 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 basically you don't care too much about killing the other player. You're you're more caring about getting paint down on the map. Well, killing the other player is helpful. Well, it's definitely a third-person shooter, but ah, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not first person, third person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and this game, I, I think it benefits. There's, there's a little bit of something for everybody in this game because there's like a bunch of different kinds of game modes. The the story behind it is it takes place five years after the end of Splatoon two, and when you solve and or not solve, but like you beat the game and you save the great Zapfish, the Zapfish who ends up getting fucking kidnapped again whoa no oh gosh no great zap fish is stolen and you gotta go (laughs) rescue him although this time there's like fuzzy ooze everywhere (laughs) i did appreciate though like when you when you first start the campaign mode the guy who's teaching you the thing like the npc character says something like oh yeah like this plot line is unoriginal they stole him again it's like yeah because happened in splatoon and splatoon 2 it's like all right here we go again like it was a nice little nod from the devs i thought it was pretty funny right it's like yeah we right. acknowledge that this is like the classic nintendo plot line like we are gonna stick to the formula not really change yep. much but we're at least gonna like acknowledge that we are doing that yeah yeah, yeah, I appreciated that. And I mean, just like kind of the other Splatoon games, there is a single player campaign. There is online competitive multiplayer like you would find in your Call of Duty or your Gears of War or whatever, where it's like team on team battles. And then there's also what I think of as horde mode, uh, because the first time I experienced it with Gears of War, which is like four player co-op against hordes of enemies assaulting your base. And you have mm-hmm. to hold them off. Uh, and this, it's called Salmon Run, I believe. Yep. Yeah. So there, there's kind of different ways to play the game, depending on what you want to do and what you like in your in your shooter games. And there's just like a bunch of different game modes in in the within that online comp scene. There's a bunch of different styles of that game too. 
Sure. Like, like most online competitive shooters, there's not just a deathmatch mode. There's like a capture the flag mode and a like... King of the Hill. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All, all kinds of stuff like that. I don't know if there's actually capture the flag, but you get the idea. There is. There's, there's, yeah. yeah. Well, let's... Uh, real quick, did anyone play the uh, prequels? Like the Splatoon or Splatoon 2? Nope. I, I played an hour or two of Splatoon 2. Uh, Alright, then I'll do same. a real quick snippet uh, in terms of single player. Uh, Splatoon 1 had one of the best boss fights I've done in a game. It was super fun. This DJ Octavio. He's in this game, but very little featured. Second yeah. game had an okay boss fight. And then this game is not great. This this The boss fights in this game, one is directly stolen from uh, Mario Sunshine, the the Manta Ray boss, is yes, literally yeah. the same boss as Mario yeah. Sunshine, the exact same boss, like the giant silhouette of the Manta Ray that you have to spray, and then yep. it breaks into two <laughs> half-sized. It's the exact same boss. I was like, "What is this? I can't believe the same boss." I I would say the bosses in this game not anything great, but. I think the level to level design on the campaign was pretty good. I think using all the different weapons and their applications on the levels was actually pretty fun, but you can kind of just skip all of it. You can skip all of it and just go straight to the bosses and skip all the levels. So you don't kind of have to do the levels in the campaign, which is neat if you just want to go to multiplayer and just get the stuff you get from the campaign. But I felt like the campaign was a better tutorial than the tutorial yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was the because I'd never played Splatoon or Splatoon 2 and and like I've seen videos of it obviously it's super popular. I, like I know what this game is, but like yeah, just getting used to like the buttons and refilling your ink and shooting and using different weapons and stuff like that. Like it just that's I used the single player campaign as as the tutorial. Just to try it. Yeah. Like, I, whenever I bought a new weapon, instead of going into multiplayer mode, I'd go into the single player and play a level or two just to get used to it, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I liked the the sort of, uh, I'm not going to say open world, but the sort of open map design of the campaign, where there was some clear bosses that you had to fight to to beat the game. But then there was, like, there are secrets to discover. There are lots of, like it's almost like every level is kind of optional. It's just levels give you essentially money and you use money to open up routes. And sometimes you need to use that to get to like the next area. So you have to beat a couple of levels, but it's kind of up to you which levels you beat. And if a level's giving you trouble, you just leave it and move on to the next one. And then there's also like time challenges. There's these little like balloons. And if you shoot one, then it'll like spot another one somewhere else. And you've got to run to it really fast and then pop that. And then, like, you'll you'll end up chasing them all over the map to unlock some little collectible or whatever. And, like, I think that's cool. There's, if you're a completionist or if you want to hunt out all those secrets, there's a lot of content in that campaign. Yeah. And if you just want to kind of cruise through, play a couple levels here and there and fight the bosses and get to the end, it's pretty easy to do that, too. That's kind of was my approach. I just sort of played levels that were, like, directly in the path on the way to the boss. And some of them were really cool. There were there were a lot of just sort of normal levels where you just fought enemies. But I really enjoyed, there was a cool level where they gave you a limited amount of paint and there was no way to refill your paint. 
and you had to like kill these enemies and you know engage these different areas and splat up a wall so you could climb it and you really had to be you know very careful with the paint you use and like i failed it the first time i played through and i was like okay this is actually like an interesting kind of puzzle that felt really different yeah and there were there was multiple levels where you had to complete the level with different guns and it completely changed up the level like there were target practice levels where you had to kill all the targets in a certain amount of time and with the normal auto gun very easy with the splasher not so much you just have a bucket of paint you have to hit the targets not not very easy and that was crazy difficult i was surprised how difficult some of these levels were i went into that with the roller and went oh shit Uh, not not the best one to go in there with just uh, pointing at the ground and watching the targets okay can't do this one I thought overall, though, like that that sort of map design and that open design and the fact that levels were all kind of different, I thought they did a really good job overall. The bosses were not spectacular, but but I thought they were fine. They, they felt like they felt like the bosses in Mario. Mario Sunshine? Yeah. I mean, yeah, or, or Galaxy yeah. or whatever. They You know, they just felt like Mario bosses. It's like, you know, it's yeah, going to take yeah. three hits to beat them. Yeah, they're not super complex. They all have like two or three different types of attacks. It was a very Nintendo campaign. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but with the the variability of, of some kind of interesting challenge levels that I thought was were good. Although I will say overall, I felt the campaign and the bosses were all very easy. Did you guys feel that yeah. way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's a Nintendo game. It's kind of aimed at kids, it's so supposed to be easy. Uh, Probably yeah, but if you are a fan of the older Splatoon games, the last boss is always like a music spectacular and a bunch of it actually is kind of difficult. And yeah. this was a bit of a letdown. This one was not as much. It, it had a lot of steps to it, but it, nothing felt difficult at all. And it, uh, the very last part of the final boss felt difficult for me, but that's because I didn't understand what was going on with the ship and the vacuum oh yeah moving it forward yeah but that was just once i understood that once you understand it it's like oh okay but yeah at first i didn't move at all and i'm like (laughs) wait what's happening why am i not killing the boss well and then i realized i could move the ship and i'm like oh okay that's what you have to do yeah i died a couple times before i figured out exactly what was going on there yeah but i mean i felt like the boss fight like it felt epic but it didn't feel difficult yeah so it, it was cool I uh, I enjoyed it for the most part. I didn't feel like any part of the campaign was difficult. None of none of the levels level to level. Yeah, even that not really. Like I don't know. Like uh, unless I went into it like I did with that one. Like unless you just go in with a weapon that yeah, like, the wrong a bad completely yeah. just doesn't allow you to do that level. But like that's just yeah. like okay, quit. Go back to the menu, change your shit, come back in. And like I I wasn't expecting it to be difficult though. Like, well, I've, on any of the levels you can complete it with any of the weapons that it gives you. Like, it, you you are able to. It's just incredibly difficult. That's where the sure. difficulty lies. I guess. But, but that's like, just then you're challenging just... yourself. Yeah. It's just yeah. challenging. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You can just do it with a different weapon and just breathe Exactly. Through. Exactly. Yeah. But I, like, I wasn't, ex- I wasn't disappointed by that because I just, I don't know, I just always thought of Splatoon as aimed at kind of a younger audience and this yeah. was the yeah. difficulty level I expected out of that. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad that it was harder than Kirby in the Forgotten Land. But <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, th- this game, like, it was engaging, at least. Like, I, I didn't feel like I was just breezing through levels. Like, you definitely have to, like, take cover and jump out and throw a grenade. Mm-hmm. And, like, it yeah. was... But for a seasoned gamer, it was pretty easy. Yeah, I yeah. was actually... I died at least once, as opposed to Kirby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some multiplayer and co-op. Yeah. Uh, yeah so the, the the main one is Turf War. That's, is, this is where I stand on that, right here. <laughs> right, right, right here. Not a That's, Turf War is... fan, huh? For, for those just listening, uh, John has turned his octopus plushy hat from happy octopus to frowny octopus. <laughs> frowny octopus. I'm not a fan of Turf War. I don't know. I just, I had a hard time getting really, really, like, into it and like obviously these people we're playing against i feel like we're better like they've played it a lot and i've obviously just picked up for the third game the first time i was shit mm-hmm. I didn't, I just, it wasn't fun i didn't enjoy turf four similar to um chris's complaint in multiverses this game does have a mechanic where you are just objectively worse than players who have been playing for a long time because there's gear there's hats and shirts and shoes and all of them have little minor bonuses on them. Yeah. But at the beginning, all your stuff has like one bonus on it. And as you get further in the game, as you beat the campaign and do uh, do well in multiplayer, you can get items that have two, three, four slots in them. And so players who have been playing a long time have essentially 12 little perks. And you have three when you start. Yeah. And... That, again, is this, like, it makes it even harder to compete against people who already know the game better than you do, which is unfortunate. I got absolutely bodied just every time I played multiplayer. Because, like, you just die in one hit when you're level. Well, and and not to mention, if you have saved data from Splatoon 2, you can buy any weapon in the weapon shop. You can buy three of uh, the weapons, no matter what level it takes. So I already had weapons that were you need to be level 30, which I'm still not at. That Um, is garbage. Which is not great. Dumb. (laughs) That is infuriating. But but I will say like the top rated weapons are are easier to get. Like they're in the first 10 levels. Those are the better weapons. You mentioned me having a problem with that in multiverses, which I obviously did. And I still have a problem with it in this game. But I, I felt like... I was more competitive in this first starting out than I was in multiverses. And maybe that's just because I'm, I might just be better at this game than I am at multiverses. But like, I felt like, like, I felt like I recognized, okay, everybody has better shit than I do. So I can't just go up and try to shoot somebody one-on-one. Like I have to play the game differently. And so Mm -hmm. I, you know, got the roller and just snuck around the back and started capturing Mm -hmm. territory and like, did stuff like that and like really didn't participate in the fighting because you just have to play the game differently. That's what I was going to say is interesting about Turf Wars, the catch-up mechanic. There, You can absolutely be shredded by a team the entire match. If you do well in the last like two minutes or one minute of the game, you can win the game. You can be yeah. not be alive for a second of the game and then all of a sudden the last minute just take it. Yeah, so we should explain. Turf War is interesting because... It, it has this feel of like a four-on-four team deathmatch kind of shooter game mode. 
But the goal is actually not to kill the enemy team. This whole game is your ink is inkling the term for all of them. Squid kids, octolings, right? Or is that from Zelda? <laughs> no, I think they're octolings and yeah, squid, squid kids. kids. Squid and kids. both of those are inklings. Yeah, I would yeah. say they're all inkling under that. Okay, under that umbrella. all right. So whatever. Your guns don't shoot bullets; they shoot ink. And there's a whole mechanic in this game that if you've never played it, it's, it's pretty cool and it's pretty interesting. So the ground all starts unpainted, uninked. But as you shoot ink from your gun, you turn it your team's color and you can move faster through your own color ink. That's also how you reload your gun is moving through your own ink. And it's also the goal of Turf War. The goal of Turf War is not to kill the other team. It's to turn more of the map your color. Now, obviously, killing the enemy team and making them all respawn two seconds later at the back of their base allows you to paint a lot of territory and, and sort of... So there is... It's kind of still there. But like Garrett said, at the end of the match, if you just, like, sneak around the back and paint the whole back of their base their your color, and so, you know, three-quarters of the map ends up being your color, you win. Yep. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, especially yeah. When, a lot of times when a team is like stomping you, they all push into your base. So as long as you jump past them and they don't notice and you just color the whole mid map and their side, you can sneak out with a victory with getting like one kill and just being yeah. a terrible team. I don't get kills in this game, like in Turf War. I don't even try. I just do a thing where I just sneak. But that's the because side. you're you're playing a specific weapon. So we should there's a lot of different weapons. True. And the roller is not necessarily meant for kills. You can cover a lot of map with paint fast. So you kind of want to stay out of the fight and just sneak around. Right. So there's different weapons that do different things. There's definitely a machine gun that you want to be in the battle or a sniper. You're just staying in the middle and just trying to control the middle of the map. I think that's a great part about this game. I think there's some dud weapons that are just pointless. There's a lot of dead weapons that are pointless. All right, what do you think is a dead weapon? The new one, the like arrow gun. I don't understand how to use. It. There's so many like little blaster guns that do like a big impact, but they're so slow that I just can't see a use for them. Except in Salmon Run, and we'll talk about that later. But I just don't see a use for some of like the really slow moving weapons because this game is very high pace. It's so fast paced. Well, and yeah. when I do see people like using snipers really effectively, it's they shoot a shot, immediately duck into the ink, reposition, shoot a shot, duck into the ink, reposition, mm -hmm. shoot a shot. And so like, I get why those like charge up or like single shot weapons are effective because that really does seem to be the way the game wants you to play. Even when you're using machine guns and stuff, you, you really should be like that's, this game really encourages like a lot of active movement. If you're standing still, you're dead, which is hard for new players because as a new player, you're still trying to figure out how your weapon works, how your grenade works, where you can go to get more ammo. And... How your kit works. Like every weapon has a different secondary skill and a different ultimate skill, and they all do different things and they're all practical and different reasons. You have to learn them all because you're playing against all of them. And yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot to learn just jumping in. It's a very yeah. steep learning curve. So 
I would encourage if anybody's interested in getting this game, I would play stick to campaign and I would stick to salmon run for a while until you're really familiar with all the different kinds of weapons, all the different kinds of ults, all the different kinds of grenades, etc. Speaking of salmon run, let's talk about salmon run. John has switched over to happy squid. <laughs> happy squid. <laughs> I would argue this is the best part of this game it's not new to this game it was in uh splatoon 2 they introduced it but there is much more enemies and there there's a lot more to do in it there's like a godzilla enemy i don't know does someone want to kind of break down i mean it's like a it's like a horde base yeah so i i kind of brought it up earlier it's it's a horde base battle so you're kind of on the island and the salmon are coming in from the water kind of from all directions Mm. and you're on a team with uh four Four of your friends, strangers from the internet, whatever you want to do. And you're just like defending the area from these attacking monsters. And then essentially there's lots of little guys. And then every 30 seconds or so, there is a boss salmon that shows up. And there's probably, I don't know, 10 or 12 different boss salmons. And they all have different ways that you have to fight them and kill them, which is really cool because it does keep the game kind of fresh. And it keeps you having to coordinate with your team because the way that you fight against a steel eel is very different than the way you fight against the, you know, guy the who grenader bombs off his head. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. Buck, the so grenade bucket guy. Yeah. So it's cool. Cause you've got to, you've got to be communicating with your team be like, Hey, it's a grenadier. I'm going to shoot for the left one. You guys shoot for the right one. And that's like the way you get it done because the bosses just keep stacking up. If you take more than 30 seconds to kill a boss, another boss is coming and now you're fighting two at the same time and mm-hmm. as you get as you move up in the ranks on salmon run it gets worse and yeah. worse and worse on the and... harder difficulty i i guarantee you we were fighting like eight bosses at the same time like yeah. oh dude, it gets when you absurd. were at that higher level it was <laughs> yeah when you were on that higher level it was absurd i think it's the best mode there is i i don't know i enjoyed teamwork of just being the pve concept of it over the pvp style of this game i also think we we really like doing co-op and I yeah think yeah i was gonna say co-op is yeah. way more my jam than yeah like Same. literally anything else like and, deep rock is 100 yeah. percent jam yeah and it, it's really fun like there there's a lot of coordination with the eggs you have to throw these eggs in a basket Sometimes you need an assembly line. Sometimes people are like, I'm just going to launch it up here. Someone, someone get it in the basket. I'm just launching them. It's great. I'm just throwing it. Just I'm, I'm throwing it. <laughs> and the, the water levels concept. rise. Uh, yeah. The water levels rise and fall. So like sometimes you literally have a square to defend and you have like three bosses coming on one small square, which adds a whole level of it. Yeah, which is insane. Uh, it's part of that that like frantic chaos, though, that I think is really fun, especially in co-op with your friends. We're like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> We're everywhere. Somebody help me. Oh, and also something interesting with Salmon Run is every day the weapons change. What weapons yeah. you get. So every so there's three rounds to Salmon Run, sometimes four, and you switch your weapon every round. And it's just determined based on the weapons they give you. Sometimes you have a perfect team of weapons. Sometimes they are garbage and they are <laughs> yeah. terrible weapons. And whenever you get it, you're like, at least it was the first round. Or if you get it in the last round, fuck, we're, we're screwed. Yeah, oh, the, the fucking the rounds when I get the gun, that's like a shotgun. Essentially, I get the the bla- whatever the single shot blaster. Yeah, single shot blaster. The yeah. fucking worst. I hate that 
I hate it. I and I kind of liked it for weapon. Salmon Run. I, I oh. kind of came around with it. Like, I like I it. I think the freaking, the the paint roller is one of the, is like an essential to have in Salmon Run. And I disagree. So I don't I mean, like I, I'm glad you did. I, 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 yeah, I think it's so good to have the paint I think roller. Sniper is amazing because some never of the got bosses sniper. you just I need the Sniper one. for. Yeah, some of the bosses, it helps a lot. Uh, but hey, see, it's just everybody has their own preferences of what mm-hmm. kind of weapons they like. And there really is a pretty good variety of different kinds of weapons. So mm-hmm. it's fun to check it out every day and see what see what's changed. Also, I need to bring up, because you brought up the high tide thing and how the water rises. We have to talk about this. I'm sure it was a thing in the other Splatoon games, but I didn't really play them. I didn't remember this. You are squid and octopi. And if you touch water, you die, you die. instantly. <laughs> you don't uh, swim. It's There's water no covered uh, covered in uh, oil, like the Valdez spilled. So yeah, you just can't. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> no, I think if it was oil. I think it would be fine. That's like ink. It's like same same. Uh, it, just bri- uh, briefly to talk about the other game modes. There's the Anarchy Battle, which is like the pro game mode, and it has like tower defense and King of the Hill. It's all right. Uh, I think Turf War is the more fun way to do it. And then there's Table Turf, which is the final new game to Splatoon 3. Which oh, is, is that the stupid card cards? Game. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. so it's you get cards and each card is a different Tetris piece. And you build against another character to engulf their map with Tetris pieces before they can get yours. I, I played way too much of this just because I got a little addicted to it but it it's stupid it's 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 not fun <laughs> you it's literally you you literally so the strategy is you block up their side of the map so that they can't fill so you kind of build i love that i'm using the squid things for this but you build <laughs> you build so a full wall against it like this uh wait this isn't gonna be good for the podcast uh, great audio you build content. a <laughs> stellar, you, stellar you build a full wall against them to try to block them in and then whoever can build more pieces on their side ends up winning if that makes okay. sense okay uh garrett do you want to explain it again with the tentacles and then i will say let the record reflect that the witness is placing his tentacle fingers together <laughs> in a bridge-like structure so so if you build like this, it's very good. If if you build down and over here, no, it's not great. The but then you can block the it. Is now so so the you see how this goes through. To one another this and can't happen. The so you need to back down here because you can't you can't do you can't go through here like that. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing you've ever done. <laughs> I'm dying. And that's table oh, turf. All right. Well, I'm glad I didn't play any table turf. How long did it take you guys to beat the campaign, or did everyone beat the campaign? I beat. I, I didn't beat it, but didn't not very. So I went back. Uh, I would say it takes about maybe two hours to beat it, and then if you do every level possible, like ten hours. Like, there's a lot of content there if you want to beat every level. I think it. But I think it would be more than ten hours to do everything. I think you, I don't know. I, think I, I I got through. I I pretty much got through all of them. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say completionist rate is fifteen hours and forty two minutes. But you know, obviously, this game has essentially infinite replayability because you don't have to just play the campaign. There's online multiplayer where yeah. you can play Salmon Run forever, and like 
you slowly level up in Salmon Run and the missions get more and more difficult. So like you and your friends can just sort of challenge yourself to see how good you can get at that. Or you can obviously just play online um, competitive, you know, play Turf War and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, well, that was the nice forever. thing. The nice thing with the, the Salmon Run is it changes every week at the guns. So every, every reset, there's different different guns that you can use. Mm-hmm. And so, the same is true for Turf War. They change the maps. Uh, yeah. So they, like, they rotate. They do really make With a effort. great announcement that you just have to watch every fucking time. No, you don't. You can press <laughs> in on the left. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Public service <laughs> announcement. When the stupid little, uh, what are their names? Shiver and Fry. When they come Fire. up and they do this little like newscast, you press in on the left stick. It will just take you into the game and then it'll give you the announcements as like a scrolling bar of text at the top. And you don't actually have to sit through like two minutes of boring announcements every single time. I don't mm. know what games to compare this to other than like, I uh, guess mass effect or gears of war. Well, Depends that was the, the thing of, the f- well, that was the thing of Splatoon. It is just a new, it's a new style of game. That's why it's so become funny. popular. That's why there's three games of it. It is, there is no other game that has this kind of quick moving, inking areas, trying to move in and out. It's a different form to play a game. I haven't seen this before. So I don't, I mean, I'm trying to think of like, what game would I be like? Oh, if you like X, you'll like this. I just don't know what it is. Like, it would have to be a really fast paced shooter. I think it's fair to say that there's nothing quite like it. I mean, it's just like... Like there's a bunch of things that approximate it. Like I think there's there's definitely fast paced shooters out there. There's there's like there's like map control style games, you know, with like capturing that's like sort of yeah. approximate turf war where like capturing parts of the map is like yeah, yeah. or what you've yeah, captured the domina- at the end yeah, of domination. the game. Domination sure. stuff like that. Or like command point style things. But like, yeah, there's nothing yeah. really that puts all those things together quite like Splatoon does. Salmon Run would be just like a zombies or some kind of. Well, Salmon Run, there's game. games like that. Yeah, that's yeah. my point. It's like it's like I I think it was genius of them to include that because like those yeah. have always been my favorite parts of other shooter games is mm-hmm. the co-op PVE against a horde. Mm-hmm. Like that was the best thing about Call of Duty was the zombies mode, and the best thing about Gears of War was the hordes thing. So the game, so Splatoon three. Speaking of it being it's kind of like an independent game or kind of like unique has actually sold 2 million copies. So it's pretty, I mean, pretty popular Not bad. for a Switch yeah. game. But it's been out for, what, three weeks? Almost a month. It came out, I think it came out like the 9th, September 9th. And the whole series between 1, 2, and 3 has sold over 18 million copies between mm-hmm. all three. Yeah, I get it. It seems weird because I just don't think of it as like, you know, first party Nintendo game, but... yeah. Turns out it, it really totally, is. It totally turns out it is. Yeah. I think we should get into Final Thoughts. I think we should talk about about the music. Oh, shit. Talk about the music. Because the music in Splatoon 3 is fucking weird. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's all over the place, man. Okay, so, like, there's a whole bunch of composers because this is, like, an in house Nintendo development thing. And so I won't list all the names, but there are like six of them or seven of them credited. They've worked on Wind Waker, Wii Fit, Mario Kart 8. They're all (laughs) over the place in the Nintendo universe. This game has rock and roll. It has orchestral music. It has 
funk music. It has electronica music. It has funk that is electronica music. It has Sam the Salmon Run soundtrack has this really weird like five note repeating minor scale descending electronica thing that just goes on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and is eminently listenable. Like it's kind of dumb how good it is. It's just all over the place and I love it because like that's kind of the aesthetic of Splatoon. It's like a thing I wanted to mention earlier is that this game is very like how do you do fellow kids? Especially right up front when they're like introducing the world. It's all about like fashion in Splatoon is very important and the music mm-hmm. in Splatoon is very important and the way all the NPCs talk is very like adults who are trying to talk <laughs> writing for kids <laughs> trying to yeah. talk like zoomers and don't know how to actually do that I'm trying to talk yeah. to you know the internet generation and can't do it and it's very funny but like because of how eclectic all that stuff is the music had to follow in had to follow that and it does uh even though it's like kind of all over the place like the trailer is basically this hard rock song and then the hub world song is like it's just kind of this little like groovy lo-fi lo-fi beat kind of thing and then like the game the competitive music is way more intense and the campaign music is less intense and like it's just all over the place you would never think of a squid singing but it totally sounds like a squid singing yeah um, that like main kind of jingle (laughs) yep it's just this really high-pitched voice in that's but but it's set in like a hard rock song and so it's like yeah it's you know it sounds very japanese to me because of course Mm -hmm. it does nintendo right and like but that's just a thing that they tend to do more in musical styles over there and uh, you don't get that a lot in the west and so it just it stands out really well and i love it i don't feel like any of the music from this game i would like put on a playlist to listen see you say that but a lot of, because a lot of it is really short and just and just repeatable over and over and over so like they they actually they haven't actually released the official soundtrack yet but the parts of it that they've released people have put on youtube soundtracks and there's somebody that has a, a video out there that's seven hours long and it's like six tracks and they each loop for like a little over an hour oh my god and they're really Jesus. good well, and and they're very recognizable. Like yes. if I heard a, a a song from Splatoon playing, I would instantly know it was Splatoon. That's right. very true. It is very yeah. unique, and it's instantly yeah. recognizable as video game music too. Like it's it's yeah. one of those yeah. things where like the Kirby soundtrack, right? It stands out in that same way. Where like nothing you listen to in your daily life is like quite sounds mm-hmm. like that. Sounds like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's do final thoughts. See, let's do it. All right. I like Splatoon 3, but I don't love Splatoon 3. I I enjoyed playing through the campaign, but it's too short to carry a $60 price tag for me. I guess if I if we were like really dedicated and getting on every night like like we used to do when we were young kids, then I bet we could get good at Turf 4 and we would enjoy it. So if you're like willing to put in the time, um, if you need your new like nightly Call of Duty thing and your friends just need a new game that's going to be like that, maybe this is it because it's a really different style of play and it'll it'll keep you interested for a long time with the switching out of the maps and the, all the different weapons um, that really change up the play styles. 
if you're into the co-op experience, Salmon Run is really cool. But overall, for me, I don't think I'm going to get $60 worth of fun out of this game. I think we'll probably play Salmon Run a few more times, but I don't know that it's going to be our go-to co-op experience forever. I think it's just kind of new and novel right now. So I don't think I can recommend this game. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it. I just don't think we're the target audience. Um, I think if I was 12 years old or if I had a 12-year-old kid, I would recommend this game unreservedly. I, I think mm -hmm. this is absolutely yeah. made for that like preteen to like young teen audience where it's like they gotta be cool and everything about it is uh, is very much aimed that way as as Chris pointed out. But yeah, I think for for adults gamers, I don't think it's worth sixty bucks. And Nintendo basically never puts anything on sale, so I can't even tell you to wait for a sale. I just have yeah. to say it's probably not going to be it for you yeah for me so i played all the splatoons the first time it came out it was a crazy cool concept at this point it's not a new concept at all how is this not dlc i would say table turf is the new game that they put in this which is not great i guess you can you can do target practice while waiting for a matchmaking game and that is the only reason this is not dlc so essentially this you're you're paying 60 dollars for they made splatoon 2 dead so now you have to pay 60 dollars to play this game if you want to keep playing splatoon uh if you love splatoon yeah i guess you're gonna pay 60 dollars to keep playing it but this is a glorified dlc which is kind of sad but Salmon Run is really fun. If you have people that bought it, I'm going to I'll probably play a few more of them, but I'm disappointed for paying $60 for it. Yeah, that's what I have to say. As those who can't see my squid shows the very disappointed <laughs> face. <laughs> I am. Uh, I, Salmon Run was the only thing I, I actually enjoyed and didn't just get completely frustrated with. Turf Wars just isn't for me personally. I, I can't get into it. I just felt outclassed. Always. I mean, yeah, once I finally got the paint uh, roller, I felt a little better, but I was still just getting outclassed, outplayed. I, for 60, hell no. No, no shot. I, I can't recommend it for 60 bucks. And like Austin said, Nintendo doesn't do sales. They do sales on like Mario <laughs> games for Mario Day, and that's about it. So, no, it don't don't waste your money. I'm sorry. I think I'm kind of in the same place Austin with is with this. I, I like it. I don't love it. I could see this being a daily driver for someone. It's probably not me. I'm going to go back to playing Overwatch 2 or anything else. But I don't know. Like, I enjoy playing Turf War. I'll probably, I mean, I'm going to keep this around and pick it up every once in a while and play. And, you know, if they put out new stuff, I'll check it out. Salmon Run obviously is great. I love playing any game mode of that style, so I would gladly play it again if other people wanted to play. I would I would pick it up in a heartbeat and do that. Um that is that style of game mode is so fun to me. It really doesn't matter what kind of skin you put on it. I'll do it anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep playing it. It's going to be a thing I pick up every once in a while, but yeah, boy, 60 bucks seems pretty steep. Pretty steep. But again, like we are not the target audience. We're too yeah. old for that. You know, if this is yeah. if you're buying this game for someone under the age of 16, like I I can't recommend it enough. I think this is like the perfect, the perfect kind of triple A shooter 
game that would keep someone younger than us entertained endlessly. I did forget to mention something that might sway people. You can make your locker look really cool. <laughs> so there's that. Oh my god! Uh, again, more of so done. Desperate attempt to like, <laughs> we're cool. You can yeah. decorate your locker like it's high school, and you can put stickers on it. And I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt, like that was a very tongue-in-cheek thing, and they knew that they were being weird. But like, I just. On every evidence from Nintendo that they've ever put out, I don't think that's the case. Like, they just completely (laughs) missed the mark. They are just desperately trying to be cool to a young audience. But I don't understand why. Like, this game is just good enough on its own. It doesn't need Mm -hmm. to be cool. Like, you don't need to be superficially cool in the hub world. You know what I mean? Like, Uh, but hey, Chris, it's working. I mean... The amount of copies sold. They're making a third Splatoon game. Okay, like, but don't tell me. You can't tell me that it's. You can't tell me that the reason people that they've sold two million copies of this game is because people went. Oh, let's see how cool the hub world is. Splatoon. <laughs> let's see how. Let's see how with it the NPCs are. That's not. I mean, they're pretty hip. People They're are not buying hip. this game because the NPCs are hip. They're buying. They're buying it because the gameplay is solid, and it is if it's it your is. kind of game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I, we didn't really mention this, but like, I didn't run into a single glitch or like a server error. Like this game runs Dude. like a dream. Everything is perfect. I was getting into matches in under ten seconds every time. Like no glitches, no server problems. Like it. The game looks great, uh, sounds great. We're just not the target audience, and I don't like paying $60 yeah. for it. All right. I think that's going to do it for us here at Hidden Doors and Ice Course. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Austin. I'm Garrett. I'm John. <laughs> and I'm Chris. <laughs> you can find us at HDHS Gaming on all the social media platforms. Be sure to check us out on Twitch to see what we're playing and talking about. Come and join us on Discord. We hang out there and play games every night. We're always happy to have more people playing games on the server. Come and play Salmon Run with us or Turf War. I'll play Turf War with you. All those links will be in the show notes for this episode. Lastly, if you like this podcast, tell a friend. Give us a review, a rating. Both of those things really help us out. Give us more visibility, and we would really appreciate it. There's no time to dibble those babs. (laughs) 